0: This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you. You right there, listening right now, you. Me? Yes, you. Through Me. your support. You of nope. your support. No problem. You. Me. You. Me. You.
1: Okay. You. Stop saying you.
0: Through your support okay. of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where Most every Sunday, you get an entire another episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen all over again if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And if you give it that $10 a month level, you also become a member of the Says Who sticker club, which means you get a unique sticker in the mail every month that you give it that level. What a deal. Patreon.com slash says who. Books. Mm-hmm. W-
1: when you buy mine, you help me pay for the weird shit I have to buy for my family. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Books. If you so, want to help, it's I am nothing if not honest.
0: It's true. If you want to help Maureen buy weird shit for her family, <clears throat>
1: soup, soup for my family.
0: And you want to buy that on the internet, where often, if you want to buy a book, you go and give a shitty spaceman some money. You can instead visit Kick Bezos. What are you eating a snack? No. What do you got a snack going on right now? Just no. enjoying a kind bar over there?
1: They were free. They came in a box. <laughs>
0: Just, if you would like to buy books, go to kickbezosintheballs.org where we have books for sale through bookshop.org org. you can get all your books, and if you're buying things on the internet, why not go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get Says Who merchandise, you can get your summer started right, with Says Who t-shirts and shorts and a fanny pack and all, all kinds of good stuff. Get on over there, merch.sayswhopodcast.com Alright, okay, I've got a map here, see. Last time we saw Maureen, she was at her parents' house in Philadelphia outskirts. So that's right here. So she was heading on this highway. I know she sent me a text at one point with a photograph from a car. So where where should she be right now? Hmm. I mean, it's not that far. Philly. Where should she Oh. Hello? Look, look over here. Look in your window. Whoa. Hey. Maureen, what are you doing here? I'm at your window. But I thought you were going home. Oh, shit. Bye.
1: to says who?
0: The podcast that isn't a podcast. Wow, it's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker, and I don't know who I am. You're Maureen Johnson. I might you're a, be. You're New York Times number one best-selling author, Maureen Johnson. I've heard. I've heard it both ways. You are kind bar eater maureen johnson do i chocolate on my chin uh no okay
1: i got these little free look at these little tiny kind bars
0: so yeah small. those are little
1: i belong to uh, this thing called thrive market you get groceries it's like okay. a online grocery store and they give lots of money to charity and they have lots of natural stuff and they give you tons of free stuff oh, that's fun Yeah, so i order groceries and they sent me like two huge boxes of Kind Bars.
0: There you go. They just give you lots of stuff. And, and you thought, what better time to hork down a Kind Bar than yeah, once fair. we started recording a just podcast. Me, I want to
1: see something. Huh. I, see, I didn't even know what flavor this was. Oh, it was coconut. Nice. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I, hey, morning, you're back. I must have eaten in like nine of these
0: motherfuckers yesterday.
1: That's <laughs> good. I haven't had a lot of regular meals then.
0: No, you are, uh, as anyone listening and anyone that listened to last week's episode where Maureen sounded like she was phoning in from the moon, you are clearly back at home. Yeah. In front of your trusty, fuzzy microphone. Sure am. You're back.
1: I'm back, baby. I'm back. It's been two long weeks. I want to apologize for missing the... um... Town Watch this weekend. Um, so he, 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 here, here's here, <laughs> here's what happened. <laughs> I was supposed to go to my family, some point like a, a week and a half ago. But what happened was my father was fell, broke all these bones, was in the hospital, had to be transferred to rehab. And I ended up going not last Tuesday, but the Tuesday before, two weeks ago today. Yeah, I thought I'd be back on Friday. And then it was clear things were still going wrong. So then I said, maybe I'll go back on Monday or Tuesday. And then, when did everything happen? And then I had to extend again because there was a problem. So I extended until Friday. And then as I was packing up on Friday, I was getting my things. and My mom came down the stairs and she was so apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry about this. I'm so sorry. But I think I need to go to the hospital. Oh. And I was like, of course you don't have to apologize. Like, chop, chop, let's go. She's like, I'm having a little issue with my heart. I think it's stress. And I was like, okay, let's go. And my mother, who's having an issue with her side, she's like, I have to show you these things first. I was like, no, you don't. She showed me where the paperwork was kept, the bills, how to reset oh. the air conditioner. Like, she was just, she's like, look, and I'm, make, I'm just packing a little. She wasn't in imminent danger. Okay. she's like, so what was happening to her at this moment? Her heart rate went up to uh, an unacceptable level and remained there for four and a half hours.
0: Oh, my. Okay.
1: So they had to make sure they knew what was happening. She wasn't having any any other symptoms, but she was she clearly needed to be seen. Yeah. And then I said, why don't we call your doctor right now and see if we can get directly to her? Because it's we can get to her quickly and easily if she'll see you. And of course, the doctor was like, come right in. Getting my mother into that car. She's still futzing. I'm honking the horn. I'm like, okay, come on. Time to get in the car. <laughs> Time to get in the car. Come. So we had a little come to Jesus with my mom that she is doing way too much. Yeah. With the doctor. Like we had to have a long talk. Like, look, all this stuff, you, all this stuff is on you. We need to like fix this. Her friend came over. I called Oscar. I said, look, I'm not, I can't come home. There's, there's an issue here. Yeah. Oscar had just been in Seattle. Right. The minute I called him the first time, apparently he was like, because he can tell when I'm, I don't freak out in emergencies, I get real calm. Like as, as okay. has been reported in the past, whenever I cut my eye or my finger open, all he'll hear from the other room is, whoa, look at that. <laughs> and he's like, you have to go to the hospital? I'm like, probably. So if I'm just like, look, there's a little bit of a situation. He knows that there's a hospital involved because I sound very nonchalant about it which means I've just already accepted what's happening. I'm like, so he already had packed by the time I called back a half hour later and said, can you get on the very next train? And then I got one of my mom's friends to pick him up. We got her to the hospital. I mean, so the doctor, she's okay. They're both doctors. Like you need to make some changes, gave her some medication, got her home, kind of kept her chilled out. So I had both my parents in peril. Holy (laughs) cow. My dad, like I've said before, he's a bit of a handful. A little bit. Uh, We were building the room. We were doing all this stuff. I, Dan, I was running so fast. (laughs) Like, I can't explain it. It just never stopped.
0: I don't think you have to explain it. I think that anyone that listened to last week's episode heard it in vivid, living, real time.
1: Also, with my mother, because she was taking on so much, she was talking like she was on speed all the time. Yeah. Because basically she was. Yeah. Her adrenaline was so high that she she would tell me one thing in the middle of that sentence. She'd be like, well, you have to move the right now. Come right here. And then we'll just do this and that. She would sometimes give me four different directions in one sentence. And every single one of those things needed to be done at the same time. And that time was now. Yeah. So I would go to head- bed and my head would be spinning.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Also, my medications got lost midweek and then we had to chase a mail truck. And so um, I still thought I could do. The town watch. You're like, do you you really want to do the town watch? And I was like, we're going to do this fucking town watch. I'm going to do it. And you're like, really? And I was still like, yes, it's fine. And then finally, we were still settling things with her. I'm calling my father, coordinating with him. He's upset. Like Everybody's upset. And then I remembered the parade was going to go down the street at the time that we would be recording. Because it was the Memorial Day Parade. Oh, right. And I said, I forgot the parade. And he's like, let's just, pull, let's, come on, Maureen, let, let, let gently back away. And i was like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do it. So I want to thank everybody uh, for their patience with me. Um, I have not been able to do work in two and a half weeks. I've had a total of three hours to work. <laughs> so I am two weeks behind. Oh, perfect. On literally everything. But the good news is, Dan, the book, so we're, if, you were, if you follow my, Maureen's personal timetable, I turned in the book, then I crammed in like 90 things, including my jury service, and then I thought, and now I have a clear stretch of two weeks to get all this other shit done. Yeah. Those two weeks are now, that, that's what I did with those two weeks, and now the book is like coming back in a day or something, and I'm right back on the train. <laughs> so in many ways, it all worked out.
0: Well, perfect.
1: That's the Maureen story.
0: How is your
1: brain? Um, I don't know yet. Okay. Usually I have to unpack a lot when I get back from there, but I may have just gone so beyond over the rainbow while I was there. Yeah. I may have already processed some of it, or I'm in for the mother of all flares in a day or two, because sometimes it takes a day or two. Yeah. Let's find out together, um, <laughs> and also meanwhile, like everybody has COVID, so I'm just like I, I kept asking Oscar you know, to take tests. I'm like, please take more tests.
0: Everyone, like everyone has, has COVID, COVID. Maureen, it is wild.
1: An unnamed friend of mine who does listen to this and is my my beloved friend, she and her husband had like a three year planned trip to go to Spain. Yeah, and they didn't go because of COVID, and they finally went. Yeah. And her husband tested positive and got COVID there. And because of the way, for some legal reason, she had to fly home. Right. And he's there. So he's there in like an Airbnb or something. He is yeah. sick. He's not like deathly, but he's sick. He's pretty sick. Yeah. And he's alone in Spain and he doesn't speak the language. And she is oh, just perfect. beside herself with sadness.
0: Yeah.
1: She's like, I, she didn't have any choice. She had to come home.
0: Yeah. I know probably three or four people in the last month or two that did overseas travel got COVID and some members of their party had to fly home and the other ones just had to stick around hanging out until they finally tested negative.
1: That was the plan that Oscar and I made. That's the agreement if we go to England and one of us gets it, the other will ditch them. Yeah. As long as they're like not deathly ill, then like they, one of us have to be left behind.
0: I mean, it seems like that that is the basic Like, you can't just delay both tickets. Like, it seems like, you know, you've someone's got to actually go on the plane ticket or it's, you know. Right. Or you give it up. But, uh, yeah, I know. Let me think. Five or six people that got COVID this weekend Mm -hmm. or tested positive this weekend, I mean, from all different walks of life, all different places in the U.S. It's everywhere.
1: In my travels in the um, Philadelphia suburban region, Dan, let me tell you about some of the stuff I saw. Yeah. Because I arrived on the day of the election. Oh, right. A lot of Dr. Oz signs. Okay. A lot of signs for that guy whose name I refuse to remember, the really Trump-supporting governor.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. I always think his name is Mendicino, but it's It's not. But it's something like that. Cheesebag
1: Bag McPuffins or something. Let's let's
0: find out. P.A. It's, Governor race. Twenty twenty two. Tony shitbags. It's Doug Mastriano. That's the man. Not Mendicino. A lot of that. Yeah. Um, Bunch of flags
1: down the street. Uh, Speaking where,
0: of of just to interrupt, they yeah. still have not resolved the Dr. Oz versus the other guy uh, runoff at this point. I've,
1: I followed that for a little bit, and then my brain died, yeah. and I forgot that was still a thing.
0: I believe that they are still dealing with the recount.
1: Um, bunch of flags down the street. One huge banner flag that says Trump won. Hmm. Oh, fun. A lot of people riding around on motorcycles with no helmets on, so sure. I feel pretty confident they probably don't mask
0: either. That seems about right.
1: But also nobody masks like I went to Target a bunch and that was the only place that I saw a handful of masks. Yeah, that was it nowhere else like just nowhere, just nowhere. No one's wearing them. Even in the hospital, people were only kind of wearing them like the people what? that had like seriously, oh, some no. of the hospital staff had them like pulled down to here oh, like, under perfect. their lip
0: Chin. Yeah, lip
1: a lot of the nose was open and a lot of like down to the chin. And I just, just like, you guys are saints for doing what you do and you're all medical professionals, I guess. So YOLO, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. All I know is there were not a lot of masks. There were a lot of Trump signs, a lot of, um, my mom just texted me, George repainted the door. The house got repainted too. So in the middle of taking my mom, to the hospital, um, it was how, like the the tribe was being power washed by this oh. lovely guy named George. And I came out to tell George, I'm like, I just got a quick take her to the hospital. So as I'm trying to get her out the door, she's like, I just have to tell George. I was like, get in the fucking car. <laughs> so. <clears throat> um, also, as I was driving my dad's car around a bunch, I discovered it basically had no brakes. Oh, fun. Uh, because it hadn't been driven enough, and so something had gone wrong. Oh, yeah, with the car, and so I was like, every time I try to stop, the thing lurches, and you know, i was oh, like, I'm we're like, let's take this car in for service, and it it needed like four thousand dollars of repair work. So, perfect. It had rusted, you know, it had all this kind of COVID neglect damage of yeah. not being. So, it was that kind of, and what what the problem is, Dan, is that my family is so bananas that it's sort of like being in a cult. Mm-hmm. And what I said to Oscar is, I'm afraid the longer I spend here, it's like I got away from a cult, yeah, but then they just lured me back to pick up some robes or something, and like uh-huh. I just then suddenly I start talking like them, yeah, and he said that was my fear too, is that you would go back to the and you know, suddenly I'm out dancing around at midnight with a sword, you know, like <laughs> doing the things that one does in the cult of Pennsylvania where everything is a crisis 100% of the time. And everyone has those thin blue lines flags out and Trump won. Mm -hmm. And I'm just driving around a car with no brakes. (laughs) So swerving around anti-maskers. Fun. Sounds great. I will say that it was very, it's very lush and lovely there right now. It was beautiful weather. It was very green. It was very Mm -hmm. fresh. Ah, Dexie at the time of her life. So happy. So relaxed. Yeah, I bet. Just absolutely. If it wasn't for all the, you know, medical emergencies and trauma and um, the Trump supporters and the anti-maskers and the COVID and the, you know, all the people with the guns and stuff, honestly, it was a pretty good time.
0: There was definitely a moment where either on your second or third attempt to leave and then not actually being able to leave that it dawned on me. I was like, I probably should not have wished on that monkey's paw that Mm. you could move to the country.
1: Yep. I sat out back one day over the weekend right before I left and I had three hours. No, I didn't have three hours to myself. I had an hour and a half and then I had another half an hour just to sit That's with my notebooks hours. and all my planners and all my post-its and I just put them all on my lap and I was like, now I will figure it all out.
0: And I was Did so you? happy.
1: Ma- I made a little list. Yeah. I looked through all the post-its. I started at least kind of brushing through things and going, "Okay, what was I what was I in the middle of doing when the phone rang the other day? Like I was I had literally been in the middle of doing something and then everything stopped. I was like, what the fuck was I doing? Oh, yeah, I was planning out the next three months and all my work. Yeah. I mean, I looked at them. I carried them around a bunch. I got that new planner and those stickers.
0: Yeah, you sure did.
1: I just hugged that thing sometimes like a teddy bear. Did you
0: ever get new colored rings for it? Not yet. Not oh, yet. Man. I think
1: I might like the rings. Okay, but Makes I'm not sense.
0: sure. You have I'll, options, though. I'll
1: talk to my friend Holly Black, who's like the queen of uh, customizing happy planners right now.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: number one New York Times worldwide best-selling author, Holly Black, author of the amazing new book of night, which is just tearing it up everywhere. And she's yeah. just the greatest friend. And also, she really got me into the planners. And when and I stayed with them, she showed me the planner culture.
0: Happy Planner is a. It's a brand it's a brand.
1: It's just a brand, but what's nice about it is that the way that they've built the planners, you can customize them easily by removing and adding pages. Okay.
0: I feel like she could kind of lean into more of a like a gothy yep. planner thing and go with Unhappy Planner brand.
1: She has entirely customized hers so that I they're they're absolutely goth. Amazing yeah. black with like all these goth rings. probably good
0: money in making an Unhappy Planner. Oh yeah. Just saying.
1: Hers are super goth.
0: I, uh, it is a new month. Well, when this episode comes out, it will be a new month. <clears throat> yeah. And that means that I am actually in the process of transitioning my journal to a new book. That's great. It's a new journal. Yeah. Cause I'm starting, uh, starting a new one. Got four months in, in, uh, in my trusty, trusty book, but, uh, now it's full. So I got yeah, making-
1: a roll. The idea of making. Making plans is so laughable that I enjoy the joke. You know, it's just. (laughs) You got to You got to You got to really smile when you think that we're trying to make
0: plans. Yeah, we are. uh, We are 20 days away, Maureen, from hitting the road.
1: (gasps) You're back to the pyramid.
0: No, we're not going. We're not going to the pyramid, but we are. uh, This is a very ambitious trip. We're not just heading out to college. We're going to be out for two months. Wow, we're not just heading out to Colorado, but we will then uh, push on to Seattle, and then and then back. That sounds there. beautiful. It will be. It uh, it's a little bit like, you know, I I mean, the same thing was true last year. Where, oh, it when the plans started being made, it was like, look at this, cases are going down, and now they're on their way back up. But hmm. uh,
1: it's that you know, time again.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's that time. It's that time of year. It's the most contagious time the of most. the year. It's just the summer Except wave. Except <laughs> all
1: the other ones that tend to come around January. It's the most contagious time of the year. Sorry, I was off key, y'all. My <clears I clears> throat>, throat, throat is scratchy. Uh-oh. I don't have COVID. It is allergy time. Yeah. All I do is sneeze. All I do is sneeze. Ach. Um. All I do is sneeze.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I got on that. I feel, I think it was making plans. So yes, we have like two-month window of plan. Wow. And that's it's awesome. like that's the most plan that I've had since about March 1st, 2020, I would say. Can
1: I just use this opportunity? I don't know if she listens, but I just want to send a personal message out to the trainer you hooked me up with wonderful yeah. trainer. That is Janice's trainer. I have been off the training for like three months now because of the sheer unbridled chaos yeah, I bet. of life. And I keep apologizing to her and I feel so <laughs> guilty because she emails me to see how I'm doing and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm such a failure. I'm such <laughs> a failure. And for some reason, it's like I'm going to like some terrible confession. She's always so nice about it. And I'm like, oh, you hate me so much. I'm so sorry. Um, But I really want to put as I'm making this new three month plan, yeah, I really want to put that first. Yeah, movement, exercise, like stuff that's that's health healthy.
0: Yeah, this is the thing that you've got to do, Maureen. You have to actually put it in your like Google Calendar.
1: Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or my what are you talking about? My planner, Dan. That's what it's fucking for.
0: Well, but I think it like do Don't, you do you go to a daily granular level on your planner? That's what the thing is about, yeah. Okay.
1: Then and also, yes. she sends me a little thing every single day. Right. There's a little app that's like ding and this is what you have to do. Yeah. But I'm actually going to put it in the planner cuz I'm going to f- the trick is I'm going to figure out when in the day to do it. Yeah. So the day doesn't get hijacked.
0: Exactly. So that's what I do. That's the that is my A1 calendaring advice to anyone. Is Mm. if you have things like we often think about our calendars as like work. And so it's external things. Oh, this person, I've got a call with this person or I have this thing due on this day. But anything you want to get done in a day should go in the calendar because then it's blocking time for it. Otherwise, it gets pushed. You know, that's,
1: that's why this system has been so helpful to me, because I would always just try to do all the things at once. So at least having this Kanban board with the little post-its that yeah. showed hey, this is what I'm trying to do over three months. Yeah. Meant that instead of breaking my brain into a thousand pieces.
0: Yeah.
1: I had like and then now just putting it in the planner I and mean being like, this is OK. This is how I'm going to get it done.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: It it's definitely reducing some of the chaos in my life look i still have notes all over my desk of stuff i have to order for them i have ordered so much shit from amazon and i just want to apologize for that that's the only I mean, place where i could get a bunch of the like the meta like the yeah you have to, i had to order so many things like plastic gripper mats to go under hospital beds and hospital gowns and like Just like weird bits of plastic tubing for things, like just to build this hole. And I. So is your
0: dad home now, or is he still at the on Wednesday tomorrow? Yeah. So yeah. Tomorrow, by the time this is out, he will be home. He
1: he has a hospital bed. We got a recliner brought in, a rental, one that stands up. We I built him a, a hospital tray table. I got him a TV. I bought him a new TV, which I set up. And made really simple so he can get all of his shows. um I built God, we built so much shit. It's like a really tricked out room. It's not like and it doesn't feel like a hospital room because it's like a right. nice front room. so it's yeah. like a super comfortable, cozy, nice room. yeah, it's like a room you would definitely want to have. I was like, I would definitely sleep in here. I might sleep in here. this place is great. <laughs>
0: Give it a test run.
1: The hospital bed, we put like a super cool memory foam on it. So it's super comfy. You could totally chill out and watch a movie in there and it would be sweet. So (laughs) anyway. Perfect. Dan, we're also.
0: My God, you got so loud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One thing when we just talked about what to. I just want to. What the fuck, Dan? What is in my pocket? This is a loose piece of cooked chicken, Dan. Ew. I was just walking the dog. Okay. And I cooked this for her as her treat while she's, because she's back in New York, which means she's anxious because of all the dogs she's seeing again, which means I cooked this chicken and a loose piece got in my pocket. Hmm. So I don't, this probably for two hours, this piece of loose chicken's been rattling around in there.
0: Mm. I'll just give it to her. Yeah, sure. Ew. It's like a cube.
1: (laughs) is
0: over here how much chicken do you walk around with enough okay
1: it's probably each time probably the equivalent of about three quarters of a breast like a big breast every time you walk the dog when she's really in hyper
0: mode yeah okay wow It's,
1: it's to calm her down so every but i break it into little tiny like super fine fragments yeah so when she sees another dog and gets anxious, I start throwing it in the other direction and, and okay. redirecting her attention. So she always yeah. remembers to look the other way. Got it. And that's because she spent two weeks in paradise where she hasn't right. had to, any other dogs to worry about. Right. And now she's like, no, I'm back to this bullshit.
0: Yeah. now she's back in it. She's See, like, I hate this it. This is why I hate you should it. move to the country. Just not your parents' house.
1: We have, we talked about the fact that the news from this week is, well, everybody knows the news this week. It's not great, is it? No. It's really
0: not. No. <clears throat> it's really not. We are, of course, talking about uh, the I shooting still da- in. I don't I still da-
1: is that how you say it?
0: I think so. Okay, yeah. I
1: wasn't I, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it.
0: Um Yeah. That was uh that was last week. Today, actually. Was it last on Tuesday? Week. It was on Tuesday. Yeah. I know it was on
1: one of the not great days.
0: Yeah. It was on Tuesday, but it it the information kind of came out in fits and starts over the course of the second half of Tuesday and it wasn't really until more like the evening that it the the, the full weight of it, the full scale of the number of dead kids uh really came into play. It wasn't great. I was just up until one thirty in the morning last night writing about it. For? Esquire. For Esquire. Yeah. They, like, my ender came a-calling. Might have even been on Wednesday. Like, so? And I was like, I can't. Like, I, I just had to be like, I can't do this right now. If it could wait through the weekend, I can probably be vaguely coherent. But right now, I cannot process anything and uh he's a very good and understanding and he's like whenever you're whenever you got it so of course you know the entire weekend went by and then last night it was like oh fuck so i just had to go until it was till i had it
1: what because i i was like doing a lot of other medical stuff i was following it and i also couldn't handle it i know it sounds pathetic but like no I followed that doesn't it. doesn't sound pathetic. That sounds and then human. I took it in fits and starts. And then because especially where I was, yeah. I was so angry that I was having trouble focusing on what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm so mad that I, I'm ceasing to be a useful person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to choose for now. Yeah. But can you explain to me, because I follow, I have bits of this story, like puzzle pieces, Of what exactly happened with the police response.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone could explain to you what exactly happened with the police response, because I think we still don't know what happened with the police response. But essentially, they had one story on Tuesday, another story on Wednesday, a different story on Thursday, and yet another story on Friday. Like they just kept changing their story. Fundamental in fundamental ways, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after the news came out, you know, was that two cops and a school resource officer had been shot, you know, by the gunman who then got in. And and now, at least as far as we know, nobody, none of them did. In fact, there was no school resource officer there, like just like wild ass. So
1: nobody there was nobody that he encountered by the door or whatever
0: it seems that there was nobody it's still a little bit unclear uh, the the latest is that he actually was shooting outside the school for quite a while for you know 10 15 minutes or something like that before going into the school um the you know the original narrative was essentially that you know he had he had gotten in. He had, you know, shot his way in. He had gotten in. He had killed kids, and uh, you know, cops came in and took him out. And since then, we have learned that he seems to have, you know, while shooting a lot, went in on his own, killed a bunch of kids. Uh, cops did not go in. They mostly uh, stood outside, creating, attempting to create a perimeter, while more and more parents were you know, flooding into the area, yelling at them to actually do something, which they did not. Um, It could be that there were some cops in the school, but they were not going into the classroom that the gunman had apparently locked himself in, you know, quite soon after. All in all, um, at least the latest information, and again, this is information, the latest information that we have gotten from the, from authorities who have changed their story every week so who knows what it will be you know by the time this comes out but um there was 78 minutes 70 fucking 8 minutes where the gunman was in a classroom with children some of them dead some of them alive the ones that were alive were basically pretending to be dead on the floor calling the fucking cops from the floor one of them using their dead teacher's phone just horrific. And the police did fucking nothing. It makes me very angry <laughs> for many reasons. Yeah, it's terrible.
1: One of the, the day it happened, and because I, I was dealing with so many kind of big life things, yeah. and I was sitting there and I thought, Really, from this point on in my life, I should be doing something. I should be devoting myself on a daily basis to the um, literal destruction of the NRA. Mm -hmm. Like, not just way beyond making calls.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing that's interesting to me is... My understanding is that the NRA is a relatively diminished organization at this it is, point. It is it is diminished. Yeah. They have they have both gotten into a fair amount of trouble on their own for mm-hmm. creative accounting and enriching themselves and all of that, sure. but also, you know, they have uh they have been on the receiving end of of a number of lawsuits. I mean, I think that the politicians that are on their payroll would also do this shit for free. You know, I don't think that any of the, because of the, um, because of their constituents, because they're pieces of shit. But yes, right. But also because of their constituents, I
1: mean, all they do is constituent based, you know, it's
0: yeah. Presumably Ted Cruz. That dude, that dude would not blink an eye. If the money ran out, that guy gets very little money from the NRA. It's kind yeah. of shocking if you actually look at their political donations. Um, you know, some some the, there have been a bunch of figures that have been passed around in the last week or so. And some people's like Mitt Romney's look very, very large, but that's cumulative yeah. over his entire political career. You know, um, it's not like last month. Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're selling all of us out for a remarkably small amount of money.
1: If it's a diminished contribution from the NRA, then the source of their stalwart support is, I guess, one of two things, either just a bald desire, or combination of a bald desire to get reelected, or the cult mentality that has overtaken yes. America. Yeah. Are they true cultists, or are they just cultists,
0: you know, are they opportunists
1: are the opportunists,
0: yeah. Why not both?
1: Because truly, when you walk around, like when I was walking around Pennsylvania, especially the neighborhood I'm from, like I've said, we're really close to the Trump store, yeah. So, like, I am knee deep in this stuff, and I grew up knee deep in this stuff, yeah. Like, I get these people because I grew up with it, right? And it feels So much like I'm like, this is probably what fucking Jonestown felt like. This is these people are willing to go to the mat and die for nonsense, like absolute craziness.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're certainly willing to sacrifice a remarkably large pile of children's bodies.
1: They're also willing to sacrifice. These were the same people that were. Uh, you don't, can't tell me to mask, and then denying things as they died of COVID. Like it, yeah. it, they are so gone. Yeah, and especially yeah. having an English husband, I'm like, this is a weird place I've brought you to. Like we're,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a, it's an orgy of flags. Um, bunch of those back the blue flags. I saw they Na- are local neighborhood kids are wearing back the blue t-shirts
0: wow yeah i i mean the thing that is truly remarkable to me is when you look at this sheer incompetence uncaring reaction i don't even know that it's incompetence because it, i think it's probably just The reaction, but if you look at the inaction that the police took Mm -hmm. in Uvalde and you come away with anything but a sense that, oh, these police are not here to protect Mm. their constituents. And that is not a unique thing Mm. to that one place. You know, I ended up uh, being awake. This this last week, I have woken up repeatedly from nightmares from this shit, you know. And uh, at one point, I was up at four a.m. digging through the Uvalde uh, general fund budget, and the amount that the cops get versus everything else in town is staggering. It is, I think, the overall uh, the overall salary line for the town is. Something like four and a quarter, four and a half million dollars. And the cops are three and a half million dollars of that. You know, and yet they can't do thing fucking one. Except arrest parents and t- uh, did they tase a parent? They tased a parent. They had parents in handcuffs. It was one woman. This is how long it took for them to respond. There was one woman who got a call to say that, you know, this is happening at the school. She was at a farm 40 miles away, drove to the school. All the while, this thing is still fucking happening. She drives 40 miles. She gets to the school. She's basically like, I'm fucking going to get my kid. They arrest her. I believe Border Patrol arrested her. She recognized a cop who she eventually got convinced that cop to tell the border patrol it was either border patrol or US marshals to unarrest to take her out of handcuffs at which point she walked off climbed a fence stormed the school got her fucking kids and left fucking hero hero yeah yeah but also none of like that amount of time 40 miles is a long way even if you're driving fast <laughs> like jesus christ by the time she got there it should have been done yeah It's unreal. I mean, it is really unreal. Like when we talk about defunding the police, this is what we mean. What is that money for? If not to save fucking kids. In a classroom. Anyway, uh, Joe Biden is asking for, quote, rational Republicans, of which he names Mitch McConnell as one. I got to go. To come yeah. together. I got to go. Some kind I'm of gun sorry. legislation. I got to go to him. Yeah.
1: I got to go. I got to go.
0: Senator Chris Murphy, who became a senator after Sandy Hook, he's from Connecticut. Uh, he went on the floor of the Senate and begged for 10 Republicans, the account, the amount they'd need to overcome the filibuster, because, <clears> of course, Joe Manchin and Christian <laughs> Sinema won't budge even for dead kids.
1: Is it wrong to say that that guy actually seems to mean what he says?
0: Oh, he definitely seems to mean what he says. Uh, And I think he knows that it's, you know, it's near impossible. He begged for 10 Republicans. He got four who they are meeting this week. They're meeting this week, Maureen, because the rest of the Senate is on vacation.
1: Well, Dan surfs up. Yeah. You're going to be a dick about this? Yeah. Dan, why are you such a dick about this? I'm is, a dick. It is a That's beautiful why. Memorial Day weekend. It's time to grill, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you know. It is time to grill. They probably they got like baby seal to put on the grill, man. Come on.
0: It is you tender. Know, not only did they go on vacation after all these kids got fucking killed, but they don't even just get Monday off. They get the whole week. What? Yeah. They're not back till next. They're not back till the sixth.
1: Oh, I so I knew that and yet my time is so skewed. Yeah. That um I guess I thought we were coming up. I don't
0: know. And yeah. it's
1: Oscar's birthday coming up, so I should know what day this is.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you have been a little bit uh in a little time vortex.
1: I would say things to Oscar like, "What is day number, I mean, what is not This is this is exactly how I would put it, phrase it. What's what's the day? What is number day? What is the number of the day? Oh, what no. is day number?" Yeah. Uh, okay. All I remembered what the days were was what parts of the hospital room were coming in and what conversations we had to go in and what battles we had to fight.
0: Fun. Yeah. That's good. That all had to be great for your brain.
1: Yeah. No, it was awesome. There was a lot of real, I'm not going to go into it all, but I'm just going to say there was a lot of really cool stuff I had to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a thrill a minute.
1: It was, it was awesome. I mean, God, I feel lucky.
0: Um... (laughs) Oh, no. Her head just hit the mic.
1: You know... when we talk about all this stuff about defending the police, we have to always do so with apologies and credit to all of the academics of color who have done this all along and been like pointing oh, yeah. this out forever and ever and ever. And now we're all here and they're like, I guess, welcome dummies, like whatever, like, whatever it takes. Yeah. I also come from like I come from the waters. I, sh- I am like one of those three eyed fish from the Simpsons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I come from this. Yeah. And I know it. That's part of the reason I get so angry all the time is like, I fucking know because these are my neighbors. Right. And like these, in some cases, a lot of them are dead, but these were my family members. Yeah. Like I grew up with this shit at the table and at, yeah. it, and it, I, and I always was like looking over at it, even in shock growing up with it. Yeah. But it's real. I'm like, yeah, I am one of these toxic fish. Like, (laughs) so what can I as the toxic fish do? Yeah. If I have my special radioactive powers of understanding, can I use that? Can I use the fact that I get this? I know what I'll do. I got it down. I've got the perfect idea. I'll write a piece for the New York Times about going out and talking to Trump voters and finding out what they're really thinking. That's fine. Yeah, there, Yay, you go. there it is. I figured well, it you're out.
0: You're just going to have to jump, jump back I, in your car and go back. I Hit figured diner, it out. Maybe
1: nobody does that. So I think, I think I figured it out.
0: I think you're good. I think oh, you're good. Go finally. to the local diner.
1: How quickly? You know, could, the
0: Memorial day parade hmm. would have been a perfect oh, scene for yeah. that story. You really dropped the ball on that one.
1: It has been at least four days since I've seen one of those articles, so they are thirsty for them.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're ready.
1: Then why? Why? You're the journalist. Why? Why? Why?
0: I have no explanation other than the status quo is a fucking hell of a drug. Is that it? I mean, a thing like the New York Times, I, I have long maintained they will ultimately always reflect the status quo. You know, and so as the status quo creeps right, so does their, you know, so does their Overton window. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they are not, despite, you know, the kind of the Republicans and right wing talking point that they're this, you know, bastion of liberal thought and, and all of that, they really are mostly just a, you know, enforcer of the status quo. That's that's how it works. This is a fun episode. Isn't it, though? Well, the good news, Maureen, is that Chris Murphy is on the case with his four Republicans, even though they need 10. I guess, bless his heart. I mean, at least the guy's... Yeah, tr- I mean, the thing is that they there's at least a chance that something will come out. Of course, that's what we thought after Parkland. That's what we thought after Sandy Hook, you know, and nothing really changed at the federal level Mm. at all but even if it is it seems that what they are talking about is maybe closing some background check loopholes possibly putting a national red flag registry into effect you know but nothing that substantially changes the state of play here you know there is no attempt as there was after Sandy Hook, to you know, make it so you can't buy a magazine that can hold 300 fucking bullets at once. You know, um, there's no attempt to increase the age with which somebody could buy a fucking AR 15, you know, um, like it's the and even those things are sort of rearranging the deck chair on the Titanic. You know, what they all
1: it, take... What What does it take, Dan? What's it going to take? I don't know. Dan, I thought you knew.
0: No. I was I mean, hoping I, there's, you knew. There's a, there's a meme that goes around after each one of these things, which is essentially, you know, after Sandy Hook and 20 dead children and nothing changed, like realizing that nothing would. And, you know, I... I it, One of the things that I wrote last night is like, I mean, there are there's something like 200 odd school shootings that have happened this year. (laughs) Most of them don't get any coverage because either nobody gets killed or just a couple of people get killed. You know, like we have a threshold now, all of us in this country for what we can even remember. Like how many dead kids does it take to remember it? You know, and it's pretty high that number's pretty goddamn high. So I don't know what it takes, but I do, you know, I do think that there is, you know, the Sandy Hook, kind of post Sandy Hook led to post Parkland, you know, and each one of those moments in time, there is a growing, and obviously there were movements before this as well, right? But, you know, at each moment, go back to post
1: Columbine,
0: right? Post Columbine, you know, Gabby Giffords was shot the year before, uh, before Sandy Hook, you know, and, and the, the movement that she started, you know, like there is, there is a lot of grassroots movement and there are some, there are politicians that are, that are, that are down with the cause, you know, um, they just are outnumbered by pieces of shit. Um, but but growing movements are good, you know? It just takes a long-ass time.
1: Also, school strikes, general strikes, yeah. and any effort to make people like Ted Cruz's life just miserable. Oh, yeah. Just make him unhappy. Follow him around with a tuba. Make sure he never un- un- enjoys his, di- his dinner.
0: Yeah. He went out to eat uh, after giving a talk to the NRA convention, which was mm-hmm. in Houston this week, and uh, was confronted at the sushi place. Mm-hmm. Where he was then confronted. I can't by. imagine Ted Cruz eating sushi for some reason. It w- It's just gross. It's weird to imagine. Although, you know what? Now that I think about it, a penchant for eating raw food checks out.
1: Right. Or like he would sit around and fully eat a rabbit.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Ears and all. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Fur just kind of spit the fur out as he goes.
1: Can I tell you, Dan, that in the hour and a half and then later one half hour, I had to myself the other yeah. day. I sat, we have a little swing, like a, like a porch swing out back. Yeah. It's like under the deck. So it's a little, we have a lot of geese in our backyard and they have little babies. So they came up to eat because my mom feeds them and my mom feeds birds and geese. And so they yeah. came up, they went away. And I was so still and calm that the following animals came basically right up to me. Yeah. Baby squirrel. Love it. Baby bunny. Baby bunny. Ooh. Sat so close to me, I could hear him chewing grass.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: I just didn't move, and I was very gentle, and he was. And a mouse, a little tiny mouse came out and had a snack. Wow. And I just very, I just gently watched. Also, the first one of the first nights I was there, this raccoon turned up on our back porch and fully just shoved his hands into the, into the feeder to get some snacks. Yeah. And my mom and I just sat there at the window watching him, and Dexie watched him, and all three of us were watching him. And then he was like no more than four feet outside of us. And he was like trying to get his hands in there. Mom's like, Oh, I'm a little guy, he's trying to get those peanuts in there. And he's like, he was getting them, but like we was like, he's hungry. He's having a little snack. And then we were so out of it watching this raccoon that we both at the same time spontaneously waved to him when he looked at us. <laughs> They used to. There was a family of raccoons that exclusively used to come into that little back porch of ours to poop. Mm. And like every night they would just just poop, like enormous poops all over. And we're, they were just mm. like, this is our bathroom. We just come here to poop. And we're like, please stop pooping on our porch.
0: Also, raccoon poo is hella toxic.
1: It's not great. So no. apparently you have to go out and buy wolf urine pellets. Oh, yeah. You can buy wolf urine pellets to throw around. <laughs> That's the thing. Living in the city, you never have to buy wolf urine pellets. No. It never comes up.
0: There's enough naturally occurring urine in the city.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You never have to go and buy some. There's just plenty. It's all there.
1: Have you ever had a live rat run over your foot? I have.
0: I, I have not.
1: Yeah, I've had that happen multiple times. That's nice. 'Cause they're scurrying across the street and sometimes sure. they go so fast that they go right over your foot. Yeah. Mm, nice. They're st- they're just moving. They're just they just keep moving. You know. Yeah. Dan, it's time to get back to the pyramid. Yeah. It's time for us to hit the road. And I, I know that we keep joking about it, but when are we building a compound?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh the trainer that you mentioned earlier in the in the episode sent uh after the Shooting I the day after sent a text to Janice and was like, uh, so I'm looking at compounds now and started sending her Zillow listings. Do you think
1: that she's angry at me? I do not. Do you think she would let us we could have her live on the compound?
0: Yes. And help she's us with,
1: with our physical fitness.
0: You know, I uh, it's not exactly a compound, but a friend of mine who lives up in in uh, northern California posted a listing for a place. Up in Mendocino County, uh, so like Redwood Country, on mm. uh, Highway 101.
1: Nice, not far from Big Sur.
0: Uh quite, uh, pretty far from Big Sur. Oh, okay. Because Big Sur is south of uh, the Bay. Mendocino is north. Is north? Bay. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So, a friend of mine mm. who lives in NorCal, yeah, uh, just posted a listing for a. Roadside attraction, restaurant, and live music venue in Mendocino County, California on Highway 101 called the Peg House. Oh. Whose uh sign says quote, never don't stop. But it's like a whole compound. For sale. And there's a live venue. It's for sales three point two million dollars. We could Feels source like that.
1: Lot. No, we could source but, uh, that, Dan.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? We could source that. There's a restaurant. There's a
1: stage. Send me the link.
0: All right. All right. We
1: could source that.
0: Yeah, since the 1920s, this is from uh, SF Gate. I want Three hours drive north of San Francisco on Highway 101, flanking the majestic redwoods of Standish Hickey State Recreation Area and just a pine cones tossed from a prime Eel River swimming hole, a roadside institution displays the arguably world famous sign never don't stop. Uh
1: Let's show yeah. it to me. I want it right
0: now. Since the 1920s people have been never not stopping here for all kinds of reasons. Why won't he send me the link so we can buy this? Oh well, I didn't know that you meant now. Yes, You're now. I need to see it. All right, let me see this. Since the 1920s, people have been never not stopping here for all kinds of reasons. Barnstorming, absurd knickknacks, gas, hippie festivals, car shows, a lack of anywhere else to camp. Pictures of... Oh. Yeah, it's just like pictures of people. A lot of pictures of sandwiches, but... Yeah.
1: Is that a camel? Probably. Oh, oh, look at that. Hickey Fest, three-day psychedelic music festival.
0: There you go. Look at that
1: little shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much ayahuasca. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like this oh, yeah. is
1: all ayahuasca. Hey man, really opened up my mind.
0: <laughs> anyway, I think we could do it. I think we could, think we could roll in there. We'd have to hold a hippie music festival every year.
1: That's okay. We can do it.
0: You could, well, you have a lot of real flowy dresses. You'd oh, fit in fine in that. Are you kidding
1: me? I have, I have, I'm ready. Look at me right now.
0: Yeah, Look
1: at
0: you're me ready. Right now. You're ready even, for
1: it. I don't even. I don't even need to change my fucking clothes. I got one of my fancy, <laughs> fancy Buddha yoga rompers on. Yeah, I could go right now as you is.
0: Could. Let's do it. It's done.
1: This so it was brought to you of
0: the Peg House.
1: Has been brought to you by the Peg House, our new music psychedelic <laughs> venue where you can come by. We'll all own it together, and we'll live there. In a communal system uh, with a beautiful vegetarian communal kitchen yeah, and a meat kitchen if y'all need it, uh, we will have nightly um, fun shit, uh, peace and quiet, and loud things if you want them. <laughs> um, take care of each other and start a weird new religion only if you feel like it. Come to the Peg house.
0: Sounds great.
1: Let's own it together.
0: I'm in. In we'll the just, meantime,
1: we'll raise the money on Patreon
0: says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com says who that's where you can get a whole nother episode of this very podcast on Sundays. If you give it the five or ten dollar month level, that ten dollar month level also gets you stickers in the mail every month. What a great thing. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. But Ted Leo would play at the Peg House venue. Oh, God, yes. We could, honestly, uh, uh, we could have a hell of a good music venue. You know who I'm we I'm not going to lie. I could poke the shit out of that.
1: Robin Hitchcock, do you think he might play there?
0: Sure. Oh, my God. I bet... A hun- uh, I, yes.
1: Comedy people, too? Podcast yeah. people?
0: Yeah. Do it all.
1: Dan, why aren't we doing this?
0: Well, it's $3.2 million, We so can. That.
1: We can get the... We can figure Let's this out. find out
0: how long a drive this is. Maps from san francisco so the peg house highway 101
1: it's three hours up so it's a a three hours north of san francisco yeah
0: yeah so yeah you drive through uh they have you go up yeah 101 so you drive through wine country then you keep going into the redwood country
1: how close is it to oregon
0: So we're looking at it's three hours down from the very border of Oregon. So it is, it is basically dead smack in the center of Northern California. Okay, all right. Yeah, that area is amazing. Have you ever been out to the Redwoods area in California? I've been around the San Francisco area and the Redwood
1: forest. That's sort of yeah,
0: but that's 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 nothing compared to the northern, the northern uh, Redwood area. Is truly unbelievable, like just enormous, enormous, gigantic trees. Oh, it's amazing! I actually really like it up there.
1: Well, then we're well. When we live there, we'll get to experience that every day.
0: Yeah, that will be our literal, actual backyard.
1: Dan, what what are we waiting for?
0: I don't know. It's our moment. Yes, it sounds good, doesn't it?
1: Yes, yes, it does.
0: Well, to be continued on that, in the meantime, you can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at Slash Group slash says Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also a fan run Discord at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. You can spread the word, subscribe, please do leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, June 8th, for our very next episode. From my basement in Chicago, you're not even, you're just looking at the peg house, yes, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> you just have a very faraway look on your face what right did now. I, what, my, did,
1: what did I look like? You look like this. Yeah, a slight. I was afraid my mouth was open a little bit. Yeah, your yeah.
0: mouth was hanging. Your eyes were darting all over the place. <laughs> looks very cute. It does. They have oysters. Food looks good. Okay, let Dan stop. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> they have patio seating. Stop talking. Oh, they have good looking ice cream. What? Come yeah. on. And a whole little
1: shop. We will we can sell books. Yes, Dan. We will make the money back. Yeah, we would. Yes, we would.
0: That was just like gas pumps?
1: It will be your literal punk planet.
0: It's true. It's always been my dream. There, Dan. It's like a knick-knack shop? Oh, man, I'll tell you, I'm looking at a photo right now, Maureen, of the knick-knack shop. Yeah? And it is full. Is there a way for me to get the link to this? Uh, share. Yes. Uh, it is full. Here we go. You of see. flowy dresses. Look at this.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, mine are nicer, but I'm oh, not. Sure. A- wait, 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 wait. OK, here's what I'm looking at this photo. It's a very crowded shop. Very. Um, it's just it's it's clearly run by hippies. It's got like bags of I can't
0: like a woven
1: material.
0: I mean, let's go ahead and call that hemp.
1: Yeah, okay, looks like a hemp bag, <laughs> tie-dye flowy dresses, amusing socks with fleece lines. But if you look up to the left, whole top row and this next row here. Oh, and even over boxed box games.
0: Yeah, a lot of games.
1: A lot of games. I'm seeing it like there's things like Twister, but they also look like they have. Um, they definitely have up to date. And of course, when we operate the shop. I'm a games board game connoisseur as is Dan oh, so yeah. we'll have a really actually we'll have you can buy them in the shop but we will also have a lending library of games which is the
0: way to do it. I think it Dan, seems great.
1: Why aren't we Nothing doing Nothing can
0: go wrong here.
1: Dan. Dan we're it's, in. it's the end times we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke anymore Dan. We can grow food there and live with this it's not a j- let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Until then. From Come. my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From the Peg House, it's Maureen <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> this has been Says Who. Live from the Peg House.
1: We're going to change the name. It's a bad name.
0: It's been around since the 20s. All right, but still. I think you me- wouldn't garner love from the locals mm. if you were to change the name all of the right. Peg House.
1: All right, all right, all right, fine, fine.
0: Think you gotta I think you've gotta leave a fair amount of that in of of its uh je ne sais quoi intact. All right.
1: All right. It's okay. I'm not gonna interlope. I got it. Look, it's fine. Let's go. <laughs>